Today's podcast is brought to you by Eggshell Light Company. For over 45 years, Eggshell Light Company has been the go-to specialty shop handling the lighting needs for all that grace the shores of beautiful Hawaii. Combining the artistic methods of the theater with the speed and efficiency of the musical touring industry, they have pioneered event lighting throughout the Hawaiian Islands. They specialize in supply of top shelf equipment and designers for broadcast concerts, corporate, and special events. From the smallest weddings to televised concerts and the largest corporate clients, they know this is your most important event. It is their goal to make sure you feel that way. Aloha from Eggshell Light Company. Welcome everyone to another episode of LD at Large podcast. My name is Chris Lose. I am the designer relations developer at Ayrton Lighting as well as columnist for PLSN Magazine. I hope you're all enjoying reading and listening. It's another day in isolation here. I am in Canada in my bedroom where I've lived for the last 14 days. I can look out and I can see the, my, my backyard and my wife leaves food out for me. And uh, my kids, I've been home for about 12 days now and I haven't got to hug my kids yet because I'm in quarantine. They're back in school. So we are doing everything we can to take this as seriously as possible. It's hard to know exactly what steps we have to take. But I know that what we're doing right now is just trying to avoid being infected. Some of the steps that we're taking aren't actually proactive. They're just reactive uh, so one of the steps that we are taking to be proactive is get the UVC fixtures out there, which actually inactivate the ability of the pathogens to replicate. So I thought today would be a great day to have two people who are, are have been very instrumental in getting those fixtures out into the world. Today I have Michael Althaus, the Director of Global Sales of Golden Sea UV, as well as Chris Ferrante, the CEO at Golden Sea UV. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Thanks, Chris, for the invite. Yes, thanks for having us. Absolutely. I, I always enjoy talking to both of you. Um, the first question that I have that a lot of people have been asking, like there, a lot of people that I've been talking to, they're like, well, is UVC a new technology? Because they haven't heard about it so much because it's mostly been in hospitals and stuff like that. But how long has UVC technology been around, Michael? Honestly, it is around for a century already. Um, and indeed, it's used mainly in um, hospital and medical environments. Um, but also today, we see this that with water supply, it's used um, all over the place to purify the water, for example. That's powerful. Uh, so this isn't something that's n new. It's not like a, a reaction to this current pandemic. It's not like some people are out there trying to put this out in the world now it's not untested in any way. One hundred percent. It is. It is out there for a while. Um, there's enough scientific proof. It's not a new technology at all. Um, when the SARS or MERS um, situation happened a decade ago, for example, um, it was coming more to focus of of many people and used there quite successfully. Also fighting tuberculosis or Ebola. These are also diseases where it's successfully used. Um, and right now also, it's, it's a good opportunity to, to fight SARS-CoV-2 and therefore COVID-19. Yeah, so you mentioning that it, this has been around for a while and it's been used to fight previous epidemics and pandemics. We have to face the stark reality that this could 
and most likely will happen again. Uh, you know, the, we know that zoonotic d diseases have been around before and they will be back again. It's, this isn't a, a flash in the pan or a knee-jerk reaction. This is something that has been shown to be effective to beat viruses in the past and it will in the future. So I think that's something that's really important to know is that uh, even if this one doesn't go away in the next few months, this is something that needs to be out there. It, uh, UVC defeats uh, bacteria, uh, not just this particular strain. So uh, that's, that's yes, uh, uh, to, 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 I mean, to, to that point, Chris, I think, I think it's, 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 it's useful to note that, um, you know, coronaviruses in, in general, are, their structure is relatively similar. Of course, they're all different and different strains of coronaviruses. Um, you know, MERS was a coronavirus of, of sorts, the flu also, um, that we're all, of course, of course more used to. Um, UVC has been proven to deal with coronaviruses effectively. Um, it's also been proven now um, through Boston University and, and Phillips um, to deal with COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2. Uh, so mm -hmm. I think, I, I think that, that, that should be made, made clear, right? The, the technology is not new, been, been around for ages, Michael pointed out, but, but also has been proven to clearly deal with, with um, the set of pathogens that we have in our environments today. Absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, that's good information. Uh, before it was uh, commercially available, it w this has been used in in hospitals quite a bit. Uh, wh what sort of precautions do they have to take in a hospital to use UVC effectively, Michael? In general, it's important to understand that um, we talk here about um, a certain light that's part of the sunlight, but it's blocked by the atmosphere. So we, we don't have it here um, and we should not expose ourselves, no humans, no animals, no living plants, for example, to, to UVC light because it's, it's uh, harmful and dangerous to us. So wherever you apply it, not only in a hospital, you have to make sure when you want to disinfect the surface, for example, that the room is empty, that no one is in there. So it can't be exposed to human skin, animals, even plants to a certain degree? Yes, even plants, yes. Okay. Uh, so basically, it, UVC comes from the sun, but it only reaches the earth in small amounts or, or none. UVC, does UVC hit the Earth's surface from the sun? No, it does not. Okay. So basically we're just taking the UVC and concentrating it in so that it can actually be effective. I think that's a good way of saying it. You're just concentrating the UVC in a, so we can expose it more directly to the surfaces and any pathogens that are, exist on the surface. Yes, we have to. Yeah. I mean, in, in terms of what, 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 what arrives at, at, at the surface, UVA and UVB uh, do get here. That is what essentially gives you a suntan. Mm -hmm. um, UVC is filtered out. Um, we take UVC, uh, basically these, uh, these um, lamps that we use from either Rosram or Philips, uh, essentially provides us with uh, UVC at a, at a wavelength of 253.7 nanometers. 
um, which is close enough to the peak of efficiency um, wavelength of around 263 to 265 um, for killing or inactivating bacteria and viruses. Okay. And it doesn't actually kill the virus per se. It just inhibits its ability to replicate and colonize as far as I understand. Well, I think the point, the point is, is that um, bacteria is killed okay. and uh, viruses are inactivated. It, it, it's a technical difference. Um, True. You, often, you often do see um, uh, people talking about viruses being killed, um, but, but you know, from, a, from a medical perspective, viruses are inactivated rather than killed in this particular case. But essentially what's happening is, is that the uh, microorganisms DNA is being damaged by the UVC. So the photons are essentially um, stopping that, that, that pathogen from replicating. Got it. So one of the questions I got recently was about the LED wands and stuff like that. And there've been a lot of people that have said, well, that's, that sounds like snake oil to me. And it's, it's tough because there is a lot of stuff being sold on less than reputable uh, websites that are, that are just a black light basically. And they're trying to being, they're being sold as UVC. Uh, has that affected you guys much at all? We'll start with Michael on that one. Have you, have you seen uh, less than reputable UVC products being sold out there? Yes, so we definitely see also on the consumer side quite an offer and it's growing every day because the word is around that UVC can be quite effective against um, COVID-19 here. Um, but for sure there are differences in the tubes, um, some of them even emitting ozone for example, so that's something uh, to be very, uh, one should be very careful about at the end. And that's why we only, as Chris mentioned earlier, only use um, the, the tubes from Osram and Philips here, for which all the certificates are available. So I have a, an air filtration system at my house that I had bought several years ago that has what says a UV technology on it. And it's clearly just an LED, it's just a blue LED. And it's not doing anything. And there's, I think there's a lot of people out there that have been tricked by things like that, thinking that that's what UV technology is. And it's definitely, that's not what Golden CUV is selling. Golden CUV is selling something. It's, a, it's an honest, tried and true product that has been shown. It can be tested. Decimeter cards have been used to make sure that it's effective. And it's, it's, it's very impressive to see what being emitted from the Golden Sea UV fixtures as opposed to the, the LED ones that aren't, that aren't real. I, I don't know how to say that more politely. They're just, they're, they're snake oil, basically. Well, I think, I, th I think to be fair, I mean, so there are LEDs which do emit 253.7 nanometers. They do exist. Yes. Um, and they're becoming slightly more prevalent. Uh, they are extremely expensive um, in comparison, and mm -hmm. they're also currently not as efficient. Um, so when you take the cost ratio, uh, cost efficiency ratio together, um, it makes much more sense currently to make use of the um, tubes that, that, that we're making use of. Now, I'm sure there are products on the market which call themselves UV, and they may well be within the UV spectrum. Remember, that UV spectrum is very, very broad. Um, yes. You know, which, which are not doing what 
you're expecting them to do. There may well also be LED products on the market which claim to be UV, which are doing what, they, what they're supposed to be doing. Um, the way to test it is to either use a, a radiation meter, um, which is what we do, or, or use the dosimeter strips that you're talking about, which will basically react and change color when they're, when they're um, exposed to 253.7 nanometers of, of, of UVC. Um, so currently, for, for what we're doing, everything everything is um, tubes. We're not we're not using uh, lamp tubes. We're not using LED at the moment. Um, it seems that the LED the LED units or or units that utilize LED currently are far better suited to smaller applications, less less of these you know larger disinfection systems that 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 that, that we are focusing on. Um, and having said that, when, when LED does become available at the right price point, at the right efficiencies, then we'll of course use them um, because it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's also worth noting that the lamp tubes we use have a 9,000 hour lamp light on them. So it's not even as if we're, we're sort of concerned about, about you know, these things dying after a, a few hundred hours or, or, or even a thousand hours. I mean, they've got, they've got pretty long lives. That's good to know. It's not like uh, it's not like a flash bulb that you're only going to use a couple times in a room to uh, to make quick eradication. You're actually this is a lot. This is an investment here, Michael. You had mentioned that plants shouldn't be exposed. What about plastics and stuff like that? Could I expose, like, say, a microphone to UV, and would it would it uh, deteriorate in any way? Well, it's said that um, UVC light, like sunlight in general, is having a certain effect on material. Um, unfortunately, there is no one formula indicating, well, it's aging that much quicker, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So in general, you, you might face also that um, dark colors are bleaching a little bit quicker than other colors, for example, or certain materials are aging a little bit quicker. Um, but unfortunately, there is no one straight answer to that because material is behaving differently. And when having a chat with, with some manufacturers, they told me that they do, don't do anything right now to protect material against UVC light because it's not part of the sunlight. So there's no protection in there, like with scar paint, for example, or other things. So it's, it's really difficult to answer. We found online um, some uh, websites um, indicating that it's probably aging some 10% quicker. That would mean if it's aging normally in 10 years, this one is aging in nine years. Okay. I saw that at the certain basketball games now, they have a UVC disinfectant for the basketballs. So I would imagine if they're not terribly concerned about it, there's, there's no reason for other people. Basically, they just put the basketball in one side goes through UV decontamination and uh, clean basketballs come out on the other side. That's uh, brilliant. Those are the sort of uses that I think a lot of people are going to be hip to very soon. They're going to, they're going to see the UVC boxes and they're going to know to just put their phone in it. Um, I know that it's already being used widely in hospitals where you just go in, put your phone in the UVC box, close the lid. 30 seconds later, you have a sterilized phone. That is that's brilliant. How often do we just take our phones and hand it to the next person, not realizing that it's coded in our germs. And now we've just, basically it's a collection of our germs from the whole day. And then we just take our phone and we hand it to the next person. Like here's, here's a collection of my germs. 
you know? Uh, it's just one of the things that I think we've been, we've become far more aware of now, but with sanitizing our hands everywhere, we're starting to realize that, man, we are coated in germ. We are basically a collection of germs. <laughs> you know, I love people and I think that we're all great. We're a great species, but we are a collection of germs to a certain degree. And uh, we're just so happy to just spread them to everybody for better, or for worse. Well, Chris, and this is exactly one reason why, for example, we have tools uh, to disinfect uh, cell phones. We have uh, tools like little, I call it always a fridge, uh, where you can put in tablets, microphones, headsets, all these technical devices to make sure you disinfect them properly and that you don't have to bring three or four times the equipment on a production, um, what people are doing right now. So there mm -hmm. are other ways uh, to, to do this. Yeah, I can see so many uses in entertainment that would be that would speed things up, you know, as opposed to having to spray chemicals on something. When I think of entertainment, I think of I think of microphones. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Basically, anytime you speak into a microphone, you're just spitting into a collector and then you just hand it to somebody else and like here's a collection of my spit. Please also add your spit to this. Whereas if you were to just take a microphone, put it in the UVC box or the refrigerator, like you'd mentioned, here's a clean microphone that you can start fresh with. Can the Golden Sea UV fixtures be put in like a room and then just set to a timer? In general, we offer different functionality. We have different products. We have solutions uh, to disinfect surfaces, objects, and we also have air purification uh, tools. In general, what our fixtures are doing is you select a disinfection cycle. So 60 minutes, 90 minutes, or um, 120 minutes, just to give you some examples. And um, then you disinfect the space over that time. So that's something you normally do because you don't have it running 24 seven. There's no need for. Okay. Or you hardwire it in an install environment. And then you, for sure, remotely, you can activate and deactivate the units. Okay. So Golden Sea has products for when people are not in the room, but then you also have the air purification for when people are in the room. Is that accurate? Yes, yes we have. And I think it's also important to remember that, um, you know, the, the, the way we've, we've learned about this virus and, and how it transmits has changed. You know, when this virus first came, came around early, you know, early part of this year, um, and then as, as we sort of became more, more familiar with it ourselves in our daily lives in sort of March and April. Uh, initially, the WHO were, were pretty, were pretty uh, focused on transmission by touch, um, which is why we've got, we've got a lot of surface disinfection products. Um, mm -hmm. You know, essentially you talk, you, 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 you cough, you sneeze, droplets um, rest on surfaces, somebody then goes and touches those surfaces, and you transfer um, the virus um, on your hands to your mouth, your nose, your face. Um, and, and there are lots of videos. I mean, if you, you can look at a lot of, a lot of public health um, infomercials where they've used blue paint or green paint and you see how it transfers and it, it's everywhere. Um, you know, back, back to Chris, your, your suggestion that we're a, we're a bunch of walking germs, basically. Um, and, and, and that is, is a way it's transmitted, it, 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 it's, it's valid, but I think it's also important to understand that the scientific community's understanding of, 
of, of, of how this is transmitting has changed over the course of the last, you know, six to nine months. And it would appear that, that the scientists have, um, as, as, as is correct, right, as people change their, their opinions, they, they, they should, of course, let us all know how things are changing. Um, you know, they've, they've decided that that transmission is more, more prevalent in terms of person to person when speaking, when interacting, when, you know, essentially through the air. So yeah. um, it's, it's as important to have air purification systems as it is to have these, uh, the surface disinfection and, and, and also, of course, the object disinfection units, which is why, you know, as Michael points out, we've, we've got air, air, air units and, and this, is, this is brilliant because it allows them to be on constantly in the room while people are there. There is no direct UVC in an aerial unit. And how does that work? Is it, uh, is it a HEPA filter or is it uh, just getting the air to be exposed to the UVC tubes? So it's, 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 it's essentially a four-stage system. The first stage is a dust filter. Um, the idea behind it is to basically take the larger particles that are around in the air out. Um, the second stage is in the UVF216, six, six tubes, um, six UVC tubes. So the air is drawn over um, those tubes and, and purified. Then there's a HEPA filter. The HEPA filter is exposed to the UVC as well. So anything else is caught in the HEPA filter and then irradiated. Then the fourth stage of that, of that, of that process is an active carbon filter. Uh, this basically removes any un, unsavory odors that essentially can occur um, as, as, as is normal when, um, when UVC interacts with air. And then of course the air is expelled from the system, um, purified, cleaned, disinfected, whatever you will. Wow, that's, that's a great system. Yeah, you touched on the smell. I was just recently at a demo in Las Vegas and I got to see uh, a room disinfected and when everything was safe and we opened the door, there was a smell that you're like, oh my God, this room smells sanitary. You know, it was, a, it was like a, a freshness that just kind of came out of the room and you could tell that the air had been altered. It was a weird feeling that I'd never experienced before that as soon as we opened the door, it was just a, a waft of cleanliness. But it wasn't like the, the fake lemon smell that you're accustomed to. It felt sterile. Like a, it felt like opening the door to a hospital. It was, it was a weird feeling. Yeah, that was, that was a new experience. At the end, I'm, I'm saying to myself um, when, when experiencing this, at least it is good that you can smell something because it's kind of invisible what it's <laughs> happening. Because you don't see the virus, you don't see the effect normally in a room. But uh, this gives you at least a hint that something happened there. So, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is also important uh, at the end to some people. You open the window five minutes later, um, the, the smell is, is gone. So yeah. that's what we recommend. Uh, but just, 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 but sorry, just, just to be clear, that's, that's the case with direct, um, the direct or surface disinfection products. Mm -hmm. So with the aerial disinfection or aerial purification products, we have got that active carbon filter in there to remove, mm -hmm. to remove the odor. Right. Um, so, so, so you will not smell that odor while you're sitting in the room with it active. So Michael, you recently just did a, a demo of your fixtures. How do you demo a UVC fixture? How do you show somebody that it's working or that it's effective? 
Okay, on the one hand side, for sure, we can talk about the scientific proof we are having uh, in terms of um, UVC light and what it's doing. Um, on the other hand side, for sure, we can talk about the, the functionality, the, the safety aspects we, we add to the units. Um, there are two more things you can do. Um, we have little um, UV strips um, that shows you a certain UV dose over time. Um, and together with the calculator and the proof how much uh, UV dose is needed to inactivate, for example, the ASCOV2, uh, you can prove that. Or you even use a meter uh, showing you exactly the, the, the output from, from the units. Okay, so it is measurable, it is demonstrable that, uh, that it's effective and working. Yes, 100%. Cool, that is, that's good to know. A lot of people have a hard time grasping that it's a light and it's not, you know, what's it doing? Well, it's, it's disinfecting right now. How do I know? Well, you have to measure it. So what about uh, glass? Will it go through different surfaces? Can it go through like plastic? Can UVC radiation go through different materials? There is one material right now it, it goes through, and this is a special quartz glass of the tube. Um, okay. This is a very special one uh, because normally it is uh, blocked from surfaces, so it is not going through material. It is okay. really on the surface, and uh, this is where it's happening. Yeah. And what are the safety precautions that are that need to be adhered to? I know that the Golden CUV products come with certain safety apparatus, uh, safety materials. Like, uh, do you have to put up a sign? Yeah, so so we take we take safety extremely um, seriously, right? Uh, Michael touched on this at the very beginning, I believe, um, in terms in terms of people shouldn't be in the room, um, animals, plants, uh, and the fact that UVC is harmful um, when exposed directly to our to our skin. So so the units come with a number of a number of safety circuits, both both built into the fixture itself, um, and also you know as as accessories um, that that we ship with each fixture. Uh, so so firstly. Um, all the all the products have uh, delayed start circuits. So, and when we when we're talking about these safety features, we're talking about the direct or the surface disinfection products um, now, because of course the aerial units are enclosed and no radiation comes out of them. Um, so, for the surface products, um, essentially, once you start the unit up, it gives you a certain amount of time to leave the room. There are audible and visual alarms, which are basically telling you that the unit is about to start up. So you're warned. So essentially you tell it to start going and then depending on the unit, you get between 30 seconds and uh, three minutes to leave the space. Um, and then uh, basically as, as, as you've got that delayed start time, you've got that, that pinger going. So it's beeping at you to tell you to get out. Um, it then also has LED indicators on the fixture itself and also another audible alarm, basically, which runs while the unit is active. So as the unit is now in its, in its um, disinfection mode, if you like, uh, basically the LEDs are lit up in red. Um, so, you can, so if you look into through a window and have a look at the, at the, at the unit, you'll see that there are, there are these visual aids that are telling you the unit is active. And on, and there's also a ping that goes off every 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 so often. Um, the other thing that happens, of course, is we can't absolutely guarantee that nobody will walk in on these units. Mm -hmm. It's always there's, there's that possibility. So there is a motion detector built into all the units, 
and essentially if somebody were to walk in on the unit that motion detector will trip the system and the system will shut down immediately um, it doesn't wait five seconds it doesn't wait 10 seconds basically it sees motion and it shuts down um, then on top of that what we also do is we provide the user with each product with with a, a bright yellow um, uh, warning sign um, along with all the instructions and that warning sign must be placed at the at the um, at the entrance or exit of, of, of the room that, 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 that you're disinfecting. We also make that sign available online to download. Uh, so if you have multiple entrances and exits of a single room, you can download it and, and print it out and, and, and um, hang it yourself. Or we can also you know, provide you with additional, additional um, versions of it as well, if, if you like. And then for, for the units which are mobile, so the units are on wheels, and also the consumer units, there are also brake circuits in there. So if the unit falls over, essentially it will kill the power to the unit. So there's a tilt sensor. Um, and if, if it sees a motion over 45 degrees of angle, um, the unit will essentially automatically shut off. Cool. It sounds like these are very powerful tools that need uh, all due respect and precaution to be applied to the use of them. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we take that very seriously. We, we've, we've got training uh, documents we've got you know cl clear guides on how to use all this stuff um, it's pretty it's pretty foolproof but our responsibility is there to ensure that everybody uses them correctly and safe absolutely so we're almost out of time but i wanted to ask you guys where do you think that these can be used the most obviously the hospitals have already come on board they see the power and the effectiveness of it water filtration is a power powerful one I'm starting to see that this could be in retail spaces, definitely the air purification. Um, when I think of gyms, I think that would be a perfect place for the surface and aerial. I mean, it's just uh, a, a constant flow of people touching things and then new people touching things. Um, where do you think that these are going to be most effective? And we'll start with Ferrante on that one. Well, I think, I think the aerial units are going to be effective just about anywhere you have people. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. quite literally anywhere you have people. I mean, so, if, if, yes, you, I mean, you mentioned gyms, of course, but, but clinics, waiting rooms, um, waiting rooms in, in, in the trans public transportation, waiting rooms in taxi offices, waiting rooms in uh, doctor's offices, waiting rooms just about anywhere, retail applications, um, offices, you name it, it's so broad in terms of application areas. The surface disinfection units, they're more specific, I think. Mm -hmm. you know, and also, as we've said, ad nauseum now, you, know, you, can't be, you can't be in the room with them when they're on if they're yeah. a surface disinfection unit. So they're a little bit more specific and perhaps a bit narrower in terms of their in terms of their, their use case. But, but still, you know, gyms is an excellent example. Anywhere you've got a high-touch environment, um, elevators, you know, where you've got so many people walking in and out and always touching the buttons. Um, you know, as the doors shut, when there's nobody in there, we have a version which will basically just trigger when there's nobody actually in the elevator or, or in a room, where, and whether that room is an elevator or a bathroom, you know, a, a toilet mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, so it, 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 Pretty broad applications, the aerial units, of course, with the broadest ones. That's a great way of saying anywhere that there's people 
who want to not get sick or avoid preventable diseases, Golden CUV is a, is a perfect place for those areas. Michael, did you have anything to add to that one? No, I would uh, probably echo the same Chris, Chris mentioned here especially schools education is very important to most governments here they want to do everything to to keep them up and running so it's it's really important to look into technical solutions uh, because just opening the windows in in many um, parts of the world especially here in the northern hemisphere is not possible in in, in winter time anymore um, so really we we have to look into this and make sure we add safety to for the teachers for our pupils uh, i think this is very important one of the things that you kind of touched on is just, I'll back it up a little bit. I just took a flight and one of the things that they do is they sent me multiple emails telling me all the things that they're doing to keep people safe on the flight and in the airports. I can only imagine that if they were to add golden CUV to that, they would be able to say, well, look, these are the steps that we're taking. We're not going about this recklessly. We are taking every precaution available to ensure safety while you're under our care, under our responsibility. And I can only imagine that for schools, that would be a huge advertisement to be able to show, hey, we are doing everything we can to make sure that your kids are safe while they're learning. Because, I mean, as much as I love my kids learning online, they need to go to school and I need to know that they're safe. 100%. Same as we can continue with the restaurants, with the hotels, uh, with the gyms you've mentioned. Everywhere where the people are, we, we for sure have to keep the distance. We, we, we cannot uh, forget about that. And uh, also nothing is replacing uh, to, to wear a mask at a certain uh, level. Um, mm -hmm. But we can definitely help to significantly uh, reduce the risk here. And I think this is a crucial point. So it's not a 100% solution, but it's a very, very important tool uh, to, to finally apply after having learned for, for a couple of months now that it's not over yet. It will be with us uh, for, for quite a long time, unfortunately. So yeah. let's take action. Cool. I, I, I agree. I think that's a great way to end this. Thank you guys so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And I hope, uh, I hope this has uh, been a good tool to get the word out that, that uh, Golden CUV does have some very powerful tools to help us get through this. Thank you very much, Chris. Yeah, appreciate Thank it. Thank you very much indeed.